Thank you for joining us for another strategic word. Network Edification is committed to the advancement of the kingdom in all spheres through the ministry of God's word, leadership development and church planting. Get ready to be enlightened. Hello everyone. Uh, it's, it's good to be able to bring to you the Revealing God uh, Leadership Collective and this is literally the session where we get to talk about leadership and today i've got a minister rosebud with me um and any i am apostle tj apostolic overseer of network edification and before we proceed um minister rosebud and any are going to tell us a bit more about themselves okay so um as apostle said i'm any um i am the visionary of ariel enterprise group um, and within that, we sort of have three dimensions of what we do. We have our real community that focuses on um, discipling people within the corporate sphere. So we've got Favoured Ladies within that, which is a women's ministry. We've got Liberated Kings that focuses on the men. And newly, we've got Pearl Refined wow. that focuses on young women, um, the younger ladies. So the ladies in secondary school going into college. Um, so that's our community. We've got Consultancy, which is where I guess my um, career sort of comes into play in terms of um, having clients and helping with their accounting from a strategic um, perspective. And finally, we've got Ariel Investments, which is up and coming. And that is um, an initiative where we aim to invest in Kingdom initiatives. That's amazing. That's, that's amazing. That there's yeah. stuff I want to ask you, but I, <laughs> but I hold that. <laughs> okay, so Minister Rosebud. Um, for myself, so as Apostle said, my name is Rosebud. And I, what do I call myself? I guess I'm the founder, I guess that would be the term. Um, but I've got an organisation um, that operates in Ghana and um, the whole sort of vision behind that is for us to support women and um, young girls who are affected by prostitution in particular. Um, so girls who have been sexually exploited and the focus of our work is to support them to exit prostitution. Um, and this was something that I sort of started in 2014, okay. after I finished uni. Um, but kind of for the last six years, it's sort of been me going out to Ghana as an individual. Um, yeah. We've had the opportunity of hosting a retreat, um, carrying out various workshops to kind of do preventative, preventative work with girls who are at risk of yeah. prostitution. And as of this month, we are officially registered um, in Ghana. So <laughs> thank God for that. Yeah. And um, we're at the point of sort of branding ourselves so that we can go full force as an organization. And that's where we're at at the minute. That's, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. Just from um, your, your profile and your bios, <laughs> I have lots of questions which I hopefully will be able to, to get into. And I know obviously some of, your, some of your work from some of the conversations that we have. But the idea of leadership is fascinating. I am a student of leadership. I love leadership. I look at leadership in everything down to football, which is my hobby. <laughs> Basically, I look at how leadership influences football. Um, you know, but I wanted to ask you both and, and you know, we can share perspective on um, just in the way that you've, you've now you've now moved into, I would say, your purpose. What is kingdom focused leadership? What is leadership from a kingdom perspective? Because then when we when we use the word leadership, leadership is not a word that's just used within 
obviously church, um, the church context, it's a word that can be used generically, but how do we define kingdom focused leadership? Um, I think I would say from, I guess my own processes and what I've experienced up until this point, not that I've experienced <laughs> a massive um, amount in the short time that I've been, I guess, in a leadership role. Um, something that I've come to learn is that leadership is more so about service mm. and serving others than it is about anything else. Yeah. Um, as far as my perspective of leadership, again, as I say, because of the processes that I've had to go through, it's yeah. shifted mm. uh, my perspective of it completely. I think that um, sometimes as a leader, God would have you um, serve um, in some obscure places and sometimes it doesn't yeah. always make sense as to why you're, you find yourself in those places. Mm. But I think even um, in your faithfulness and in your commitment to serving yeah. in those places, I believe that God honours that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's necessary, those processes, because mm. ultimately, even when you've, I don't think you ever arrive necessarily, but when you're sort of um, in the, for want of a better word, in the thick of, of walking in your purpose, yeah you will still be serving. Um, yeah. I think leadership from a kingdom perspective is always, I like to think of it as, God, I serve you by serving your people mm. almost. Um, yeah. I think that that's leadership good. is not about me dominating the people that I serve. Yeah, I think that um, there is something about being able to influence um, the people that I serve, yeah. but it's not through me kind of forcefully making people do. Exactly. I think that exactly. by my example of service, it should inspire those that follow after me mm. to want to serve also. Yeah. Um, I think that leadership is about the ability to reproduce. Mm. I think that um, the quality, I don't want to say the quality of your leadership, but almost um, the evidence of your leadership sometimes yeah. is or in your ability. Yeah, yeah, the fruit of it, yeah. yeah, for want of a better word, is your ability to reproduce. And if you mm. can't produce as a leader, yeah. then I think something needs to be sort of... Um, really looked at there but I think ultimately for me that's what leadership is about and yeah. another key thing is about for me as well is generating vision yeah. vision that the people that follow after you can connect with mm. and can also yeah. commit to yeah so that's yeah. my thinking yeah. about leadership I, I love what you said I'm going to come to any in a bit but I love what you said there about um the fruit of leadership is, is reproducing someone said that if if you're leading and no one is following, mm. then you're going on a long walk. <laughs> and that's, that's interesting. So, Anaya, from your perspective, how do you see kingdom-focused leadership? Everything that Rose has said. <laughs> that's um, but the only, I guess the only bits that I may add is when you, when you asked that question, the first thing that sort of came to mind was revealing the heart of God. Mm. Um, and one thing I always say to the people that I mentor or lead mm. is shine your light so others can shine theirs. Mm. Um, and one of my key mantras are also, no one can do you like you can. Mm. Mm. So it's being able to see them beyond what they even see themselves yeah. and bring that out of them yeah. um, so that they're able to walk in the light of who God has created them to be. Yeah. So for me, leading from a kingdom perspective is mm. being able to see people past their now yeah. and be able to lead them into who they really are. Yeah. So a lot of the things that I will say to the people that I walk with and yeah. lead is in anything that you do, yeah. who you are and whose you are is more important than anything. That's good. It's not about That's what good. you do, it's about who you are. That's good. And when you can recognize mm. the magnitude of being first before you do, Yeah 
you you that changes walk, everything like you will literally just walk in the fullness of who god has created you yeah. to be yeah. so for me it's not just um as rosebud was saying dominating mm. it's that heart of service yeah it's that you know i'm gonna hold your hand yeah till i till you walk in what i see for yeah. you yeah. so there's that ability to have a vision and be like okay yeah i see you're doing hickey hagger right now yeah. but you know um i'm gonna help you like, walk into yeah. what god has has absolutely called you to be so you yeah. can reveal the heart of god in whatever he's called you yeah that's yeah. amazing that's that that's great that's great i um for myself i started taking um leadership to another level when i started to look at the life of christ jesus is amazing because you can study mm. jesus from many different angles yeah. but jesus the leader mm. is is amazing and in isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 the bible says unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder so that 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 scripture literally opened up my heart yeah. to the importance of leadership. And I realized that for the kingdom of God to advance or the purposes of God to advance, there has to be a shouldering of leadership, mm. basically. So which brings me to the point where leaders are, are in it. Even throughout COVID, I've, I've been like, wow, we're going to need leaders to rise mm. because I don't know about you both, but... I started to sense, um, I don't, you know, this is leadership, so I don't want to start going into prophetic and all that <laughs> stuff. But I, but I started to sense the need to speak a lot about vision mm. because I could see the danger yeah. of people coasting and adjusting and adapting mm. to what, what we're dealing Deep. with now. And this is where leaders are needed. Yeah. So I think for me, kingdom-focused leadership is, is really about understanding the essence of Firstly, the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and how um, the, the, um, the thing that drives and advances the kingdom yeah. is when there is a generation of kings and priests, which has really mm -hmm. been my, yeah. my heart, is fusing these two things. Where Okay, we're great at being priests, but can we be great at being kings? And mm -hmm. to, not be, um, to not be both is to deny essentially mm. what God wants to do in yeah. that sense. And of course, as you rightly said, it's that it's the servant king mm. concept in that sense. So that's just to add to, to, to what you said. So to expand on that, um, my, my next question to you both is, what role does leadership play in the fulfillment of God's end time agenda? Because the danger is when we say leadership, people automatically assume church leadership as in local church leadership so apostle pastor mm -hmm. prophet teacher in fact i sat at a uh, conference once and they asked um uh it was one of the revivals we had so we had a panel and someone asked that our leaders um is everyone a leader and our leaders um for, how do they ask and are leaders born or are they made mm -hmm. basically and someone said no everyone is a leader and i disagreed with that because i believe that the moment you begin to understand what the kingdom is in essence mm -hmm. it's a kingdom of leaders mm -hmm. it's the only kingdom where everybody can essentially you can be a leader and then there is no you know th there is no outshining one another mm -hmm. because of the so i wanted to ask the both of you what role do you see leadership playing in the fulfillment of God's end time agenda and the end time church? I think that um, sort of in the times that we're in, leadership is very <laughs> necessary. Mm -hmm. um, kind of as it relates to your question mm. specifically, um, for, I guess for myself, for a long time, I struggled to see 
um, myself as a leader within mm. the four walls of the church, just mm. because of the way I'm wired, yeah, I don't yeah. really think church the building. Um, mm. So kind of as far as the areas that I felt leadership was necessary in, yeah. um, in, in the times that we're in, or particularly the areas that I feel I'm called to, to lead yeah. in this time, has nothing to do with a Sunday service. Right. Well, mm, ish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, not exclusively. Like, yeah, yeah, not exclusively yeah. to do with the Sunday church service. Um, for myself, so I'm a social worker by profession, mm. and social issues, social problems, mm. um, the ills that we see in society are particularly things that kind of are magnified to me when I go into particular environments. Yeah. Um, even in the places that I've worked in, I find myself, whenever I go into those environments, I don't necessarily see kind of um, the workings of the organisation. And I, I, well, I, I see the workings of the organisation. Mm. I don't see what I see is not limited to what we do day to day. I tend to see what's wrong with the system that we're mm. operating in and how that affects the society that we live in. Yeah. Um, so, for example, um, when I've worked with looked after children, my concern hasn't, well, my concern has been the welfare of the children. Mm. But beyond that, the issue that I've, I've seen is in regards to this issue of the breakdown of the family and actually there is a need for us to get back to God's design for family. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem yeah. and yeah. therefore this is an area that I need to um, almost rise up and take responsibility, and, yeah, take responsibility for. Yeah. Um, I think that in these times, I think that leaders need to, I don't want to say, don't want to be cliche and say think outside the box, but yeah. when we see is. these <laughs> ills in society, yeah. what can we do about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. What can we pioneer to begin to find resolve to some of these issues that yeah. takes us back towards um god's design for mm. us as man yeah um god's design for family god's design for his people whatever yeah. that may look like as yeah. it relates to that particular yeah. issue so if it's i don't know if it's um a homeless shelter that needs to be set up because mm. that was that's what will minister to the homeless yeah. in this particular region i find myself in then for me i think that's what leadership needs to look like or that's yeah. what church needs to look like yeah. Yeah. um so with repair the breach for example mm. prostitution is so rife in ghana mm. but it's this um almost taboo thing that's not spoken about mm. and it's going it's, it's so um what's the word it's so prolific and people see it but mm. behave as if, as if it doesn't happen mm. and for me leadership there looks like what can i do yeah to support these people who are going through this to experience yeah wholeness yeah. and to experience life beyond what they know it to be now. So I think yeah. that in these times that we live in, especially in this country, um, today, tomorrow, somebody's been shot, somebody's been stabbed. Yeah. There's so much anarchy. I think yeah. that there's a need for people to rise up in leadership. Yeah. Um, Christians, believers to rise up in leadership to address these issues. Obviously, yeah. don't just get up and do it because you feel like it needs to be done. Definitely let God lead you. <laughs> Um, if that's something that God is calling you to do. But I think that we need to stop thinking Sunday church service mm. and think about, you know, how we can find resolve or solutions that address real life issues that people are dealing with day to day yeah, in these times. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing. Just, just as you were talking, I was thinking about, yeah, the, the need for leadership in all spheres because you're talking about family. And even when you begin to look at the family institution, um, leadership is not present. For example, let's say the absence of men in homes and all of that. And I know, I know you, you've got a passion for that, which is quite interesting because I'm going to come to ask you how, with what you do, mm -hmm. um, what drove you to pioneer stuff yeah. for men 
and but but yeah if you can include that in in your response, in my response. So, yeah. so for me the leadership i guess in god's end time agenda the word that comes to me sphere of influence mm. um and this so similar to rosebud i think for me sunday service mm. just wasn't enough for me mm. and i wasn't able to sort of bridge the gap between my monday to saturday mm. and a sunday it was almost as if okay so if i'm not on a pulpit yeah where am i supposed to be yeah. and i struggled with that initially yeah. so I think a lot of what I've done has been birthed from that, that, mm. okay, God, there, there, there must be more than just that whole fivefold. You're either an apostle yeah. or you're a prophet or evangelist, <laughs> and if you don't fit in that, then, then that's you it. don't have anywhere <laughs> um, to, to kind of, you don't really have a bracket to fall under. So for yeah. me, it was like, okay, well, that doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, and by the grace of God, I'm really favoured in mm. my career journey. Like, I've never mm. really been without a role. But yeah. one thing that God spoke to me about very, very early on is, firstly, these places can't afford you. Mm. <laughs> so you're not even an employee. Yeah. You're on assignment. Yeah, that's good. So everywhere I've been, mm. if you look at my CV, it looks like I'm not loyal. But that's not the case at all. You're it's just effective. Of, yeah, exactly. I'm effective. I go there, do what I'm sent there to do, mm. and I'm up and out. Mm. It's like it comes to a certain point... I start to get itchy feet and it's like, okay, God, I was just settling down. It's like, nope, I need you to kind of move on. So um, for me, it's about understanding God's heart in that sphere of influence Mm -hmm. um, in a corporate sphere. So where I'm going on assignments, understanding that there's a place for prayer and there's a place for action. Action, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's my leadership is more in the action side of things yeah. once I've done the praying, once yeah. the Holy Spirit has given me that inspiration to say, yeah. okay, Enyayo, when you go into this place, I yeah. need you to uphold that integrity. Mm. I need you to, even when people come against you, yeah. you mm. must still stand and represent me because yeah. I've sent you there. Yeah. So you need to know how to talk. Yeah. Even mm. if you're a manager, because some people be like, oh yeah, my manager is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're coming at me left and right. But it's understanding that, who put you here? Mm. You're not an employee number. Yeah. Yes, you may have a payroll number, yeah. but you are not an employee. You're yeah. God's, you are Christ's ambassador yeah. in this workplace. So you yeah. have to represent him well. And yeah. that goes for whether you're an accountant or, mm. you're, or a lawyer or a teacher. You yeah. understand that as I'm teaching these children, I'm God's vessel right yeah. now yeah. to speak into the future of these children. Yeah. As a lawyer, I'm understanding that, yeah, it may be a dog-eat-dog dog world out there, mm. but how I operate is yeah. very different because yeah. I'm of a different um, kingdom. Yeah. Mm. And that's what's important in that understanding that in every sphere we bring that. So for me, I do have that apostolic grace yeah. because of the things that I pioneer. Yeah. I do have that prophetic grace, yeah. but... Um, because of the way I'm able to speak, mm. um, speak to people and bring out, you know, yeah. the gold that's in that's them, in them yeah. you know, and really be able to speak the father's heart to yeah. them in where I am. I remember saying to my manager the other day when I went for my interview, firstly, when I even got this interview, I was able to be like, yeah, I'm doing a, com- I'm doing a ladies retreat and it's called Holy Spirit, my senior partner. And I'm sure they're probably thinking like... <laughs> and this is obviously, obviously in the corporate space. In the corporate space. Yeah. 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 So I remember having a, um, a um, talking to my manager the other day and I said to him, every time I go into an interview, yeah. I ask for the interviewer's names because mm. I take them to mm. God. And he was looking at me like, okay. And I was like, yeah, because even you initially, I know this is like six months down the line, but I remember when I was praying for you, we yeah. were praying about you because I'm like, listen, 
fundamentally, the yeah. king's heart is in God's hand mm. kind yeah. of thing. So you guys are going to favor me. And lo and behold, here I am six months yeah. down the line sitting yeah. in front of you. And one thing that kept coming back to me was don't worry, be happy. Mm. And I was saying that to him in, you know, our one-to-one. Yeah. And he was just looking at me like, okay, Rachel. <laughs> and then in hindsight, I know why I why that came to me. Yeah. But I didn't say it at the time. I've yeah. now had the opportunity because we've built that rapport. Rapport, yeah. I now know what's happened in his life yeah. for me to have even said that. Because at the time I didn't have that rapport to say that. To say that so yeah. it's understanding that mm. I can now say this to him, but I've sown a seed because yeah. I've been able to be like, yeah. I've taken your name to God yeah. and I've prayed for you specifically yeah. and this is what he yeah. says about and you. And all of that comes because you see the marketplace as a place of exactly. assignment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference. I'm yeah. not an employee. Yeah. I'm sent on assignment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if, if every believer would would embrace because <laughs> because the thing is yeah. I, I, I understand obviously you know I pioneer churches and, and you know the the, the the whole thing. Yeah. But but what I what I wanted to say is that I get the whole idea of pastor, prophet, teacher, mm-hmm. evangelist. I think that the the fivefold has been misunderstood what yeah. our objective is. The objective of the fivefold is to produce sons of God and sons of God. The Bible says unto us a child is born Unto us, our son is given Mm. and the government shall be upon his shoulders. The idea of sonship is the idea of divine government and is the idea of leadership. So what the fivefold does is contribute to the development of sons that are able to represent God wherever they are. So fivefold is actually not a message, it's a system, (laughs) basically. And but but sonship you know becoming like christ mm-hmm. is the message and when mm-hmm. we become like christ we become like christ in all oh, things yes. we become christ the leader christ yeah. the solution is christ yeah, the pioneer absolutely. christ mm-hmm. in 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 character christ yeah. in nature so that that's 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 very important so i i love the thinking and this is why obviously you know when i when i talk to you both at your <laughs> mentoring sessions in different you know it's it's great it's great because i i know the way that you think and the way that you see mm. church. And what we're not saying is that the local church is not important. No, we, we've just mm. found a better use for the local church, yeah. Yeah. which is a, a place of community, fellowship, accountability, and a birthing place, equipping, um, equipping yeah. essentially. So that's, that's, that's very key. So I wanted to ask you, um, as leaders, how did you evolve from potential to purpose? Um, from potential to purpose. For me, of course, and for every leader, that's that's always been a journey. But I think the the first thing every leader needs to settle is that they have a call, mm. <laughs> basically. The, I think the most difficult element of evolving is actually accepting that there's a call mm. on your life. I think the moment you accept... <laughs> the, <laughs> <It's not right. laughs> the, the moment you accept that there's a call on your life, yeah. then we can work around the other thing. Yeah. But mm. when you're thinking, is it me? Is it is God? It God? Mm. Am I passionate? You know, then, then people start bringing in the thing of, oh, make sure it's not just your passion, that's your mandate. I'm like, wow, mm. this is too confusing because mm. I could be having feelings. So, so I think the first thing for me was really settling that I had a call. And yeah. that... Once I understood the grace element of that, and that's why in the scriptures, when you find mostly the Bible talks about giftings and leadership and all of that. So it uses the word grace, mm. basically, which is it's something that's been given to you. It's not yeah. something you have to struggle for. Mm. So I wanted to ask you both, how do leaders evolve from potential to purpose? Because obviously there's people watching and they're like, yeah, it's great what you're talking about. Marketplace, you're throwing these big words around, but I'm starting. Yeah. I have potential. But then how do I move into purpose? I think I will say um, 
it comes back to this grace thing. Mm. Once you're able to reconcile um, the call, mm. that that's always the starting place. Mm. So for me, as I said, it was about understanding that me being in the marketplace mm. was purpose for me. Mm. Once I was able to reconcile that, yeah. everything sort of started to fall into place because yeah. I understood that I'm not just doing a nine to five. Like there's this word secular. Mm. For me, it doesn't resonate yeah. because it's like, it's the one. The secular sacred. Yeah, yeah, it's just one. I'm there. God has sent me into yeah. this place to be that light, yeah. um, essentially. And so initially I struggled with the whole potential purpose thing because mm. number one, I didn't have the right people around me mm. to be able to see what was in me. Mm. So I take a lot of things personal. Yeah. If I'm putting meetings together and people don't attend, <laughs> it was a personal attack mm. as opposed to, no, no, you need to, you need to take yourself out, out of the, out of the equation. Exactly. Yeah. But then obviously once I was like, okay, God, yes, mm. things started to fall into place mm. um, in terms of work. And once I started to see myself as an ambassador of Christ and not yeah. an employee. Yeah the struggles sort of started to ease because mm. it was a case of, okay, well, God, you sent me to this place. Yeah. You need to provide a solution. You yeah. need to help me navigate. You yeah. need to give me the mm. wisdom. Yeah. You need to give me the right perspective yeah. of how to operate in this place. Yeah. Um, a, as I said, a key thing was having the right mentors mm. as well to be able to be like, okay, Enyaya, no, what you're doing is actually right because yeah. for me okay if i if i talk about liberated kings for example yeah. so the men's initiative that i had yeah i didn't really see in fact i didn't see any women yeah. leading a men's ministry yeah so i didn't say yes to that it's, for a it's, long it's time ra it's radical <laughs> like I didn't say yes to that for a long time because it wasn't anything that I saw. There was no sort of template for, template for yeah. me. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, my heart is drawn to men. It mm. is what it is, sort yeah. of thing. But I remember there was one day um, I was watching a sermon and I just started crying. Mm. It was these men just like sort of worshiping, and I just started crying my eyes out. Mm. And I was like, okay, God, I will do it, you know. <laughs> and and Liberated Kings got birth from that. Mm. And for me, so Liberated Kings is about leading a generation of men yeah. to the revelation of who that whose they are, yeah. so that they walk so that they can walk in the fullness of who they are. Yeah. And yeah. that comes from spiritual maturity, personal yeah. wholeness, yeah. and marketplace influence. Yeah. So it's understanding that. You know who you are in Christ. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You get all of that wholeness in walking in the fullness of God's truth. Yeah. And you go out and dominate in where God has sent you. Yeah. Whether you're a footballer, a lawyer, or or whatever it yeah. is. But it, it it was me saying yes to God. Yeah. And once I was able to do that, He started to put the right people mm. around me. Yeah. To move me from potential mm. to, to purpose. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's a process of formation. Yes, that's that. That's Absolutely. powerful. That's Absolutely. powerful. That's amazing. Yeah. So, Minister Rosa, I think I wanted to pick up on that. How, in, in terms of the formation of going from potential to purpose, how crucial is having the right voices mm. in your life? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that's very, very important. I don't even think it's important. It's vital. Vital. Mm. Um, because. I think there's nothing like um, having people around. I personally value um, people who are old, not older, just in age, but in terms of more mature and wiser in the things mm. that I believe God has called me to. Yeah. Um, I believe that 
I don't know, I, I, my, I think logically. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't see the logic in me struggling mm-hmm. yeah. to try and find things out by myself because yeah. I feel like I'm called to great and mighty things yeah. when there are people who have walked that path, that path um, yeah. for a much longer period of time than I have, yeah. who've experienced so much. Um, I think that wisdom is not something that, um, I believe that God endows wisdom, but yeah. I think that we also gain wisdom through experience. Yeah. So if I can... Um, if I can sit under somebody who's walked that journey before yeah. and glean from their wisdom, both yeah. as God has endowed and yeah. also as they've experienced through yeah. their own process and leadership, I think yeah. that there's there's nothing better than that. Um, yeah. I think that accountability is so, so important, mm. um, particularly for me, because um, it kind, of, kind of just echoing what both of you have said, yeah. this whole thing of... Um, saying yes to the call because yeah. for me the call isn't something that I ever wanted yeah. this is just me being blunt <laughs> um, and it's something that um, I did physically try to run away from even yeah. though you can't physically we, run away from God you so didn't. Um, and I just found it really daunting because I just mm. never pictured myself doing these things that mm. I believe God was um, calling me to do or is yeah. still calling me to do because I'm nowhere near kind of the fullness of those things yeah. as I speak however um, as sort of Anya mentioned, having those people that see mm. what God has also deposited yeah. on mm. the inside of you and mm. drawing those things out, yeah. I think is so great. And I can even reference conversations that we've had in our own mentoring sessions yeah. where you've drawn my attention to the fact that it's not just about this thing of having the being graced to do something, but there's yeah. also an intentionality that needs to go alongside that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to kind of, I don't know what the English would be to explain what I'm trying to say, but there's an, in, an intentionality that yeah. needs to go alongside developing these skills yeah. or these cultivating, gift things. Yeah. That's the word, Absolutely. cultivating. Yeah. These things that God has placed on the inside of you. So I think that, um, to answer your question, I can't remember what your question was uh, exactly. The voices. <laughs> the, the voices. voices yeah. I think voices are necessary because there are yeah. some decisions you're going to have to make um, in your process because I think leadership, when God calls you to it, is very much mm. learning on the job. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah. For me, anyway, a lot of the time I don't feel like I know what I'm doing, even though it looks to other people like, well, she knows what she's, I really don't. (laughs) Um, So it helps to have those voices to guide you in your process. Um, And I think that you do yourself a disservice when you don't open yourself up Mm. to those voices, being able to speak into your life, even to rebuke you when when you need rebuke and correction and to be able to kind of steer and navigate you. Yeah. Yeah. In a direction of where I agree with that. I was just going to add um, something that's really key in terms of voice Mm. and voices is sometimes in the body of Christ, we like to glorify the struggle. Mm. Wow. Don't always mm. have uh-huh. to start it from the bottom now. Yeah. 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 Especially if, if there's a foundation. Yeah. Like, why? So, you you know, open yourself up to the people mm. through discernment that God has put around you because exactly. it helps tremendously to yeah. stand on those shoulders mm. yeah. as opposed yeah. to, no, I have to do it myself yeah. so I can, mm. you know, give that testimony yeah. that I did it. Me, I came myself from here, and you I. know. So I think it's just like, it really is not that serious yeah. like use what god has put around you the resources mm. you know it's about mm. a community or not an island yeah and i think that's really key glorifying yeah. struggle let's let's leave that already yeah yeah that's amazing that's amazing there's so much you're talking about that i wish we could <laughs> like literally just open up i i think um it, i'm gonna connect what we're talking about to um one of the the, the questions i think this bothers me a lot um it's it's the rise of social media influences oh, Jesus. and 
um, the opportunities and it, that it presents and the opportunities and the challenges it presents in the context of leadership. I'm saying this because obviously we're talking about becoming a voice. I put a post out there at the other time on the complexity of becoming a voice. John said, the voice of one calling out in the wilderness. Um, and I realized that with a lot of the content that we have online, um, there's a struggle to become a voice, which I think I prefer the struggle than the silence, to be honest, mm. <laughs> basically. But but it's 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 the, the the issue that we're facing now is that because of the if you can master social media, mm. you can grow your audience mm. quickly. That's just what it is. But then sometimes when people now arrive at that place, it's quite obvious that they haven't had the time to take in mm. what it is that they've been called to steward. Mm. So I wanted to ask the both of you, um, um, what are how can we navigate that? where we want people obviously to be empowered. We want people to have a voice obviously because the entire ethos around our culture, our families, go, 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 become, become what God has called you to do, all of these things, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But then we want to also produce quality mm -hmm. um, at the same time. And I'm finding out that because of the platforms, because so, to be honest right now, some influencers, which I don't think is a bad thing, they have more ministerial authority than pastors, basically, mm -hmm. just because of the audience they have. But sometimes some of the things that they may get into may not necessarily be the wisest. But then also there are opportunities there. So um, what are the opportunities? What are the challenges from your viewpoint? And how can we, how can we balance out the fact that we have the opportunity to push people forward to do great things, but at the same time, we need to be able to see them mature and handle it properly. Such a loaded question. <laughs> um, but I think simply for me, it's, mm. it's accountability, mm. obviously. And two fundamentally is what I'm saying or what's been put out there in terms of influence. Mm. Is it revealing God's agenda? Yeah. Is it revealing God's heart? That's yeah. where you always have to come back to. Yeah. It can't be a case of this is the culture, this is the age. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about transforming your mind daily mm. and not, you know, being not imitating the culture of this age. Yeah. And that's really important. You don't yeah. want to be one that's just chasing clout and trying yeah. to get followers because of what you're saying or whatever. Yeah. yeah it always has to come back to, am I revealing God's heart? Right, yeah. That, that's that's just yeah that's just yeah. it for me that, that, that's that's amazing yeah that's amazing i think that um it, the question just reminds me of um i think this would have been about five years ago five 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 four years ago yeah. um and i remember at the time um i was leading the women's fellowship in our church yeah. um and i remember um somebody who was part of our leadership at the time saying to me um have you can and at this point we've probably just only been doing the women's fellowship for a few months. Yeah. So I'm still very much trying to I'm learning on the job and yeah. I'm still very much <laughs> trying to get grounded in what I've started to yeah. do. Um, and I remember this person who was in the leadership at the time saying to me that, mm. oh, you know, if you were on social media, you would instead of reaching these few people that you're reaching in Kent, yeah, you would you be will, reaching so blow. much, so, so <laughs> many more people. And I was yeah. like like for me that's not for me right now um, I'm yeah, very much in right my now. process I don't yeah. feel like I need to um, go and create for myself mm. a platform yeah. so that I can be out there in that sense yeah um, so I think that the need to go through process is yes. very important before you are on that stage if yeah. I can call it that yeah. 
Um, so for myself right now, so as a person, that's social media and those sorts of things. It's not yeah. me. It's mm. not. It's not me a rosebud thing. It's really not. <laughs> and I remember this is even yeah. a conversation that we've had at a point yeah. where you sort of mentioned a like rosebud. And you're not even here on the social media. And I said, yeah. and for me, yeah. um, as I say, because the things that I believe God has called and is calling me to do, yeah. they're not thinking, they're things that I'm still becoming comfortable with. Yeah. That's just me being honest. They're yeah. not things that I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It's yeah. not like, I'm still yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. And a lot of the time yeah. it's like that behind the scenes yeah. on the inside. Um, but I'm growing to a place where I understand or I'm beginning to understand that though Rosebud might not be about certain things, yeah. by virtue of some of the things that I'm called to do, I will have to do certain yeah. things that yeah. are not naturally Absolutely. comfortable to me. That's right. So even yeah. as it relates to repair the breach, for example, yeah. because of the nature of what we're do- because of the nature of what we're doing yeah. and um, the support that we're going to need, because yeah. I don't believe that kind of any any ministry that God would entrust to somebody um, is by them through their own ability. And it's only, I believe that there's a people that will come around to support that. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, if I don't communicate what that vision is or what that ministry is, there will be nobody that knows about it to come on board with it or connect with that vision. Yeah. So for me right now, that's why branding has become an important thing and making sure that I invest in that financially so that that's done and done well. And that will be something that has to be on social media, which is all being done as part of the branding package that we've gone for. Yeah. Um, But I think that, yeah, I, I think that it's important to not um, be too quick because everybody is doing yeah. it and exactly. it's a culture this and a culture that. I don't think we can do think the culture this, the culture every day. Yeah. I think that it's important <laughs> to be... <laughs> Longevity yeah. It's important exactly. to be um, yeah. wise and strategic Absolutely. about these things and yeah. making sure that kind of in whatever it is that you're doing, is yeah. it really about influencing people to point them towards Christ or is it yeah. about wanting people to know that mm, me too yeah. I'm here and me too yeah. I've also got a ministry and me too I've got this that and the yeah. other so I the think that's the me too movement that's important yeah. no that's that's true and I think just just to draw something from what you said it's it's that thing of do leaders respond to culture or does culture respond to leaders mm. um and for me I think well I think it's it's, it's culture responding to leaders because mm, yeah. when leaders respond to culture they cease to be leaders um, they become just um, they become people who are reactive, reactive which yeah. is which is up which is what a lot of people have to understand that even in the whole thing of seeking platforms in an unhealthy way they're actually not leading um, they're just they're just following yeah. so that's okay we've got a very very short um, time before we conclude but I wanted to ask you about leaders and the future because this is I think this is the me of leadership it's mm. it's being able to capture tomorrow and deliver it in the language that people will understand today now i wanted to ask how do um two questions quickly um i would ask you know each of you so to any idea uh, is how do leaders prescribe and describe the future so by that i mean that um you you see the future but then how do you take what you see into the environment that you are now and into the people that you are yeah you're um, around so for me it's about obviously being seated first of all and really mm. receiving um god's heart for you know what he wants to see whether it be in family or whatever yeah. but by virtue of what i do it's about continually speaking to the ladies or the yeah. men or the young ladies mm. um that i that i lead 
and helping them see their tomorrow. Yeah. So it's that constant conversation that even if obstacles come, yeah. God's word still remains. Mm. This is still God's heart for you. Yeah. You need yeah. to be able to know how to change your perspective on certain situations yeah. and still hold on to God's truth. Yeah. You have to be so convinced of mm. God's word yeah. over your life above every situation. Yeah. So it's been able that even me, myself, I still see them contrary to what's happening today mm. i still have to keep my eyes on tomorrow exactly. but still hold their hand in today so exactly. that's that's how i guess i prescribe and describe um leadership that, that, that's yeah. a, that's amazing that's amazing um i wanted to ask you on, on, on i love the idea of disruptive leadership a lot <laughs> i wanted to ask you how how do leaders keep a stable environment while being disruptive enough to engage the future because sometimes Engaging in the future, it's just, it just means that you have to shake up things in the now. So, for example, I think that COVID has put people in a very mute mm. <laughs> state or they're on autopilot. I can sense, I can see. Mm. So how do leaders, um, you know, how do you rock the boat without really rocking the boat? <laughs> <laughs> That's a heavy question. I signpost for I think that... As a leader, I think that perspective is everything and um, seeing things regardless of the seasons and regardless of the times mm. through God's lens and from his perspective in mm. that moment mm. and finding a way to communicate that to yeah. the people that you lead in yeah. a way that they will understand. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time, well, don't want to say a lot of the time. Sometimes um, the people that you lead may not necessarily see, see things it, from yeah. your perspective. Yeah, yeah. So um, once you've, as sort of any I said, you know, you need to sit and get that download almost. Yeah. Once you have received that and you've got that sight, it's yeah. up to you, I think, as a leader to be able to inspire those around you, to be able yeah. to catch on to what you are seeing. Yeah. Um, so, for example, in these COVID times, for me, I feel like this has been a great year. Mm. I know not, not in a sense of people <laughs> passing away and people yeah. dying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But even as far as what God has done in my own life in this year that mm. I did not, I just knew from the beginning this was going to be a great year for me. Yeah. I didn't know necessarily in what way or what that was yeah. going to look like. Yeah. But even as a, at, at a time where people are losing jobs, at a time where people's finances are so affected, yeah. it's for me that that's been the complete opposite. And I found myself in a situation recently where people have come to me for advice about their jobs and things like that. And I've been like, for me, if 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 it's God guiding me in this thing, yeah. then it doesn't matter what's going on around yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've kind of seen almost, maybe just in my, but yeah, I'll, I'll say in my own life, <laughs> almost uh, I call it like a reallocation of resources mm. where um, what I've experienced financially is has been so shocking to me mm. that I'm just trying to communicate the same thing to those around me, yeah. irrespective of the fact that their reality today doesn't marry up with what I may be seeing. Yeah. But I think that if I don't speak about it, if I don't, not so that I can brag or anything like that, but by way of giving hope to these people yeah. and seeing that if I've experienced it, I mean, God doesn't just limit what mm -hmm. he does to me, yeah. you yeah. or yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. It's available to all. Yeah. But these are practical steps that you can take towards that as well. Yeah. Be intentional about finding out what it is that God is saying, what it is that God is seeing of the situation mm -hmm. that yeah. you're in yeah. so that you're not um, making decisions and moving according to what you see, see with your physical yeah. eyes. Because yeah. I think if you do that, you will 
do yourself a disservice. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that that's amazing. That's amazing. I know we're we're out of time. I would love to really maybe a podcast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's step it up. Maybe a podcast. It'll be good. It'll be good. Definitely. Maybe maybe if they ask for it, if they demand it. If they demand uh, it. If they demand <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, so so we're out of time. Thank you very much. I Thank think you. The, the key thing for me is um, in, in that question I asked the both of you is authenticity. Yeah. No matter how much you describe or prescribe tomorrow, people want to feel they can connect with you relate. and yeah. relate with you. So I think authenticity is key. And that's one thing we want you to take about. I think, yeah. you know, take from, from this conversation, I think we've tried to be as authentic mm -hmm. and as real with you yeah. as to what the journey is. So we want to encourage everyone watch the rest of the revealing god leadership collective we have sessions on the prophetic sessions on um if you if you pass a local church or you, you work in the local church um of course we've done the leadership this is the leadership leadership session um we have one of the creative um and on family as well so please watch make sure you engage with the content thank you very much Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the word will bear maximum fruit in your life. Let us know how this message has impacted you. For more information about our ministry and events, visit our social media handles at Network Edification or send us an email on admin at networkedification.org. Network Edification, advancing the kingdom in all sphere of influence.